0: everyone this is trish tv and this is leadership week and today we are going to talk about how your leadership style matters what some of them are and what you might be drawn to and the three areas that you need to examine if you want to be an effective leader regardless of your leadership style so that's what we're going to be doing today the strongest prison bars are in your head Leaders and teams, it's time for a jailbreak. Hello, hello. Well, welcome back. We're going to be talking about leadership styles and here's the thing there are a number of leadership styles we're on now I'm just popping the link into my personal page so that we can if you're watching on the personal page you can see it there too all right so leadership is one of the most popular topics for speakers and for books and for all sorts of things although it has been superseded by inspiration people are looking for inspirational speakers more than leadership speakers now however you can be an inspirational leader that's not a that well it can be a, a kind of a style now so there are leadership styles you have your autocratic command and control like the in the army or in some some places or or even nursing or different i remember you know that 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 frightening uh Matron in the hospital that uh, would, would terrify all the nurses. I remember what that was like having my first child. Uh, it was just, it was like that. So there, there are certain industries that are known for that command and control style. I'm not saying it's good, I'm not saying it's bad, but where there's, uh, where there, you know, it's life and death decisions, you just need to do what's trust and, and do what you're told when that happens there's there's transformational there's democratic there's laissez-faire there is also what's uh, and, and they have different labels you you google leadership styles there are different labels for different schools of thought but they generally fall into those categories a bit from uh from really really bossy and directional to uh laissez-faire is easygoing and uh however it happens but there's also the category of what some people call servant leadership which uh, has certain connotations to it and it's not just uh, to do with um, Christian stuff it is to do with serving and uh, there is a book called leaders eat last by Simon Sinek so leaders eat last and that actually does come from the army if you want to look up his TED talk on it where um the generals that like the people at the top would they'd make sure that the men that in the women that the soldiers would be taken care of first because they were on the ground they're the ones who who were who are doing the work and then they would eat last and quite often in society we have this idea that that leadership is about being the one who's in control who is directional and who gets all the glory and uh when you have that kind of mentality, it can actually undermine your effectiveness as a leader. If you want to be a leader for the, for the perks, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. Why do I say that? Well, it sounds obvious, but you see certain personality types are drawn to certain types of leadership. And it's really important to know what's actually suitable for the situation of the time that you're in. You know, when when you're dealing with small children, sometimes you do need to just pick them up and put them in the bath because that's what's got to happen. But when you're dealing with adults and and even you know with young people, human beings need to have reasons. Now you don't have to explain everything, but you do have to be respectful and understand things. So there are uh, three areas that need to be examined, and one of them is. Your motives. You've got to know your default and adapt to it. Uh, It's it's good to get people to do what you want, but you've got to know why. So, you know, in Leaders Eat Last, Simon Sinek says, uh, all the perks, all the benefits and advantages you may get for the rank or position you hold are not meant for you. They're meant for the role you fulfill. So it's not because you're so great. They're meant to enable you to do the role you fulfill. If you need to travel business class, if you get to travel business class because when, when we used to do that, uh, it's because you need to get to the other end refreshed to be able to do your job with a clear head and make good decisions. It's not so you can indulge in a boozy Sydney, Melbourne flight because it's a privilege and be rude to the people on board who serve you. That's not what it's for and uh, a business class flight from Sydney to Melbourne, yeah, that's that's not something I would bother doing because my resources, are, my priorities are not that self indulgent. I just, I want to get the job done. I want to be comfortable, I want to get the job done. I keep a tight rein on my self indulgences because I don't want to get carried away with it and I don't want to get weak and I don't want to get uh, entitled. So you've got to look at your motives and whether it's about what you benefit and then the second one is to examine the purpose of your position knowing your why answers most of your decisions so communicating the why to the team helps give meaning to their processes So they're not just doing something for the sake of it. They actually understand that that this process matters. This is why we do it this way because of the bigger picture of the why. And it enables them to contribute suggestions. And suggestions are supposed to be helpful. They're not supposed to be a criticism of how you currently do things. Some leaders won't tolerate suggestions. They see it as a threat. They do. And if, you know, You've got to think back to the last time. Everybody thinks that they're such a great leader. When when they're, I didn't look up the survey figures, but I've seen them before. Most people think they are an above-average leader. Something like more than 75% of people in a survey will say, yeah, I think I'm an above-average leader. So in a room, and I've done this, I said, so, you know, hands up if you think you're an above-average leader. Most hands go up, right, in this room. You're above average of this room, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, so you've just insulted half the people in the room because you think that they're not that good because you can't be above average. If if 90% of the people in a room lift their hands, then who's not? Who makes the rest of the averaging? Anyway, so we think that we're better than what we are often in leadership, although we can also have that imposter syndrome, which, which we're secretly, we're thinking, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And that can create further problems of overcompensating so you want to be prepared and you also want to be honest and vulnerable and you also want to ask for other people's input who know what they're doing and not feel threatened by that and if you do if you feel that uh, 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 you've really got to take it and go hang on what's going on here so the purpose of your position um, is uh, is really important knowing your why and saying because i said so only demeans you And for those in the faith community, if you say, because God said so, it just makes you look like a manipulative cult leader. It's really dumb. It's really not a good move to, if you've got to fall back on because God said so, it's not gonna help you at all. And I don't think God is impressed by you doing that either. And uh, Jesus was very uh, direct when he talked about those who wanna be the greatest are to be those who serve, that you are about serving them, which brings me to the third point. Third point is that um, it's about examining the impact on those you lead. What's your impact on them? How do you know what it is? Notice it, care about it, and ask how people are going. Ask for their input. Listen to them, thank them. Can they come to you and say, "This is not working for me. This is not. I, I. This is not going well. This is not helping. Have they got a problem? Have they got a problem with you? Can they come to you with an issue with you? You know, everyone says, "Oh, yeah, 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 sure," but do you go away secretly resentful, and then you've marked them as a troublemaker? then you tell your other leaders, don't talk to them. You just put distance between yourself and that person because they're trouble. Because I've seen that happen. You look for yourself and be honest about those things. When you're not honest with yourself, you may not notice, but others do. It means your grand speeches or preachers sound good to you, but your audience, your team, your congregation, your family, they will know that you are just testiculating. Again, uh, you can look that word up, testiculating. We'll leave that at that. But you know what, when you're honest with yourself and you think, what, am, what are my motives? And you catch yourself thinking, I'm just gonna take advantage of my position, because I can, and then you justify it. No, 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 pull back, you go, hold on. So examine yourself examine your purpose when you know your purpose most of your decisions are already made does it line up yes does it not no and caring about your people putting them first is it all putting your team first and that is going to elevate you anyway so this is Trish Jenkins on Trish TV and this week we are doing leadership a little bit every day 10 minutes with Trish give or take every day and uh See where we come to at the end of that. Each week, we'll have a different theme. This is a leadership week. Bless you heaps. Cheers.